Since the 70s, we banned cars already. And last year, we also banned public transport from the city center and, and giving back the streets to the pedestrians and the cyclists. I'm Jessica Jones-Langley, and this is 15-Minute Cities. So today I'm at Autonomy, the world's largest gathering of people dedicated to mobility, and there's lots of people from all over the world here. If you haven't heard of the Autonomy World Expo, I'll let the creator and CEO, Ross Douglas, explain how this event started. So the genesis of the idea of Autonomy came um, because sort of 15 years ago I started reading a lot about global warming and climate change. And it was clear that climate change was going to move really fast because of an increasing carbon emissions. And I thought at the time, which was sort of eight, nine years ago, that there needed to be an event that offered a strong alternative to single car ownership and single car driving. I understood that car shows were very strong. They communicated a very strong message to consumers that, you know, buy big, strong, powerful and fast motor cars, which obviously have a massive carbon footprint. So I created an event that could build a new ecosystem that's an alternative to that. Um, it's not an anti-car alternative, but it's an anti-car ownership alternative. Um, and the reason why car ownership doesn't work is that it's a really carbon-intensive, financially intensive asset that is way underutilized. So cars spend 95% of their time parked, um, and this is pointless for an expensive asset. So what we're seeing is that consumers are moving away from car ownership and then accessing motor cars when they need them through sharing platforms. Accessing, accessing bicycles when they need them and they're starting to use the right vehicle for the right trip whereas before they would use a big motor car for every trip because they bought a big motor car for the weekends or for the holidays um, and it's an inappropriate vehicle for most trips it's an appropriate vehicle for some trips so the idea is to really try and build up an ecosystem of different types of vehicles accessed through different types of um, platforms to give the consumer a huge amount of choice to make car ownership less practical than non-car ownership and for those that couldn't make it this year, what would be the highlights that they missed out on? I think for me the highlight this year is that, you know, even though a lot of mobility companies went bankrupt last year or closed or had massive reduction in, in their marketing budgets because of the increase in inflation rates, they were unable to access more from venture capitalists, we're seeing a maturing of the market and we're seeing companies becoming profitable companies with, you know, regular income, with staff that are staying, we're seeing a maturing of the community. And for me, that's the most positive and exciting thing. You, you understand that this is a trend that is growing, it's sustainable, it's stable, it's not sort of all hype and, and disappearing. You know? So as I walk in, I am greeted by a massive aisle, and on each side of the aisle are lots of stands. So on the right side is this big orange stand, it's the Netherlands stand, and there's lots of people around here. On the left-hand side, there are much smaller stands, and if you look further down the aisle, you can see a bright pink square, and that's where I'm heading, 15. So my name is Arthur Munne, and I'm the 15th representative for all Spanish-speaking uh, countries. For those who can't see what we're looking at, can you please describe the stand of 15 to me? Mm -hmm. Sure. So basically 15 is a company dedicated that's been dedicated for public uh, bike sharing systems for 15 years. And what we're seeing today is actually the result of combining all that uh, experience on the ground with cities like Paris, for example, with the most used uh, bike share, public bike sharing system in Europe, together with the, the latest innovations in the field. So 
when we conceive innovation at Thrifteam, we think of how can we help not only cities provide a bike sharing scheme, but we think further and we try to understand what's the, the major challenge. And we understand that as being um, the majority of the trips done by a car being on a very short distances, like five kilometers, for example, inside a city. And we know that that's something that it could evolve completely through electrical bikes. So that's our first, um, the first thing that we're seeing here is all electrical bikes because we think uh, they really make an impact in the city from helping people to jump from a car to riding a bike. We think they are really inclusive, either people that are not, not used to ride bikes, either like anyone who's, who's got less confidence on riding bikes through the streets, we help them with like electrical bikes, help them uh, make that, that move forward. So that's the first thing that we see. And then this next challenge that we think of is to have a consistent and long-term projects. So that's the second thing that we see today here. We are presenting the new, um, the new stations, the new types of stations that with one single groundwork per station, uh, very simple to do. It can serve and it can power up to 40 bikes for especially uh, very, very helpful in uh, bringing down the price, the implementation price uh, for, for big cities or high density cities, as well as providing uh, good flexibility for mid or smaller cities that need uh, like a, a much smaller, let's say, imp imp station implementation in their city. Basically, that's what we're seeing today, like how cities can access easily to bike sharing systems, how cities can have like a much more successful project that thinks and has a, like a long-term technology and how cities can get more citizens onto the saddle and riding bikes thanks to the, the electrical bikes and the great um, user experience that we provide. There's lots of companies here and lots of smaller companies as well. But one that caught my eye is right at the back of the World Expo. There's like a shuttle thing. It's the same at the front as it is at the back. And I'm really curious to see what it does. My name is uh, Damian Weinziel. I'm a German and I work for a consulting company, P3 Group. I'm, main, I'm a team lead and project manager in the field of autonomous driving, autonomous mobility. And that's why we're sitting in this beautiful shuttle here. Can you tell me more about the shuttle? The shuttle is, a, is produced by a company called Easy Mile. It's a French company based out of Toulouse. They also have a, have a city in Berlin. Um, and they're a cooperation partner in various projects. Uh, they produce this shuttle with a six-seater and six standing people. And you can use it for any types of urban uh, city-related mobility as a service. We're going to have six of these shuttles in Kelheim. They're already running right now in test mode and from 1st of July it's a go-live date and then they're like you can book them only now you can still choose and then it's coming in as a autonomous solution. So one of the biggest stands that you'll see when you walk into the World Autonomy Expo is this big orange stand. I'm going to walk over there and see what's happening. So my name is Sanne van Breukelen and I work for Senex Nederland. That's a company based in Amsterdam. And we work on zero emission mobility and circular economy also. And my job, um, for me specifically, I work on zero emission buses. Uh, my name is Sasha Foulon. I'm working for Chargewell in the Netherlands. We provide uh, charging stations uh, for even heavy duty business or private solutions. Uh, I'm sales manager there and I'm uh, working there since last year and helping 
been building Chartrell in the Netherlands, Belgium and Austria. And you two don't work for the same company, so no. how, why are you here, why are you together, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, in preparation for autonomy, there was uh, uh, an initiative to start uh, a Netherlands lounge. So this is a lounge that uh, uh, is uh, making place for all kinds of uh, small Dutch companies uh, who would like to go to autonomy together. And uh, well, uh, we don't exactly tell the same story. We, we are different companies altogether. Uh, but in a sense, we do tell the same story because we all uh, want to make a change in the world. We're working on energy transition, EV mobility. Um, and and, and we want to move forward and um, well it's very inspiring to to do this together to share to uh, share the story together so it's not just companies here there's also people from the non-profit world i just spoke with isabel from police and if you haven't heard of it police is the network of european cities and regions cooperating for innovative transport solutions my name is Isabel Duxfield. Um, I'm communications and membership manager at Polis, um, and I'm also our small and medium-sized city working group coordinator. It has been a really nice challenge for me to look beyond Europe, to say, okay, what is happening in South Africa? What is happening in South America? What is happening in Asia? Where the gender legislative agendas are very, very different, and gender equality landscape is so different. Arguably, in some situations, incomparable. But the kind of solutions actually on a practical level what organizations can do are very similar it is very interesting for me uh, to see what is happening in the industry because i work largely with uh, the public sector um, so it and we talk a lot about you know public private collaboration but for me it's really interesting to talk to the people face to face and you have a big event coming up at the end of the year. So this yeah. is for people who work in cities, work in mobility. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit more about what that event's going to be, when it is? So we have our annual Polis Conference in Leuven on the 29th and 30th of November. And this is a large conference where we discuss urban mobility um, across Europe. And this brings together our member cities and others uh, to talk about urban mobility, the biggest, kind of the biggest challenges, looking at everything from active travel, logistics, equity, electric charging, uh, from a kind of city perspective. While this World Expo brings together corporations and profits, an important ingredient of how we can really transform mobility lies with people from local government. I also asked Ross Douglas why he believes cities should be here. I think it's important for cities to come to autonomy and we have an increasing number of cities coming because they can see, first of all, all the hardware that is changing the way people move. They can see the software that enables people to access that, that hardware, to access those vehicles. And then they can speak to colleagues from other cities and understand what they are doing. If you couldn't make it to autonomy this year, here are some of the people that I spoke with, what projects they're working on and why they came to autonomy. And a quick note, if you haven't noticed already, autonomy is really loud. So some of this recording, there's going to be some background noise, but I think this just shows how lively this event is. Edgardo Bolio Arceo, director of the Municipal Institute of Planning in Merida, in Mexico. Uh, the opportunity to broaden and our horizon in two aspects. One, why is it important to put public transport first and electric public transport first? And secondly, uh, the broad of providers and the alliances that we can make between public uh, and private enterprises to develop a model that is possible. 
My name is uh, Terry Albronda from the city of Groningen and I'm policy developer uh, for Smart Mobility Solutions. Alright, and what are you working on at the moment in your city that you're really excited about? There are lots of projects that we can be excited of. Now we are redesigning again the, the, the inner city by greening it, by making it more livable, uh, by uh, giving pedestrians more and more space than they, are, they ever had. Since the 70s we banned cars already. Last year we also banned public transport from the city centre and, and giving back the, the streets to the pedestrians and the cyclists. Oscar Julian Gomez from Bogotá. I'm Undersecretary of the Secretary of Mobility from Bogotá. We know that Bogotá right now have many challenges, but really we know that Bogotá maybe in 2035 will be a great city. Alex Gilbert, I'm Head of Energy Electrification within Commercial Development at Transport for London. So one thing I do like, taking that theme about sharing across the world, I think a lot of the EV charging, the micro-mobility, it is replicable, like it truly is the same. Some challenges, each city is very different and you think, well, that isn't really going to work elsewhere. But a lot of what we're seeing here really could be taken anywhere. So that's great. It means that the startups have got models that could be scalable for you know 200 countries, 10,000 cities, whatever. So it makes it really exciting. They know they've got a market to go at. This is a new space. To be honest, we're all finding our way in this. No one quite knows what the city looks like with charging, with e-mobility, with you know hydrogen, biofuels, everything else. So it's quite cool being at the start of this, seeing it grow, and then you'll see all of this developing in the cities over our lifetimes. So I spoke to quite a few people today. I'm looking through all of my recordings, and I know that I've definitely gone over 15 minutes. So I'm pretty sure that I won't be able to share everything with you. But I did want to highlight that the Public Innovation Award, the one that everyone who visited Autonomy got to vote for, went to 15. So I spoke to their CEO, Benoit Yamunju, to talk about the innovation that won that Shared Mobility Award and also the public vote, and asked him what the future of bike sharing was. So we won an award because of what we've just released, which is a very compact station, uh, which is a bike rental hubs, uh, which uh, will make this uh, uh, all our uh, technology accessible to everyone, everywhere uh, in, uh, in the city center, but also at the nearby train station or in the uh, outskirts of the uh, of the city. So this station is the uh, future of uh, bike sharing, and uh, yeah, it will allow everyone to uh, just rent a bike from everywhere when they need it. To learn more about 15's award-winning bike-sharing system and how you can get more people in the saddle, visit the link in the description of the podcast. For more information about mobility events that are happening, visit 15minutecities.info. The link will be in the description. 